0: Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it.
1: He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers? And welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name is Andrew Bascom. And this is your 20-ish minute sports gambling podcast where we discuss the NFL. Yes, today, all today, we're doing the AFC and NFC East previews. We're going to go team by team, bet on their win, over-unders, make some player props for each one of them. And you know, the only person to have on to do this is the Panzerati Prince. He's back. He's back. He's my own Puxatani Phil. I know when we see him, it means football is a mere few weeks away. This is a huge pack show. We are trying to fit so much into it. So let's just do a very quick recap. Recap. Last week, we devoted the whole episode to UFC 265 and the many ways that we could lose money on that. And the weirdest thing happened. We made a bunch of money. We made so much money. Trust me, I hate when I gloat. So I can only imagine how you hate me when I gloat. Let me start off. Okay, so I'll start off with a loser. That's easy. For the uh, just the old time sake underdog pick, Ed Herman, plus 200, he lost. So don't worry about that. But then... The safest money bet that is no fun, that actually worked. Of course it did, because it was it was the safest bet, but it was no fun. Torres and Hill went to decision. It was minus 325. Perfect. And then the weirdest thing happened. The losing money with Andrew Baskin parlay that definitely won't win won. It was a plus 527, and it won. Are you kidding? And inside of that parlay, the reason we won was in, was two of the most interesting fights that I really want to talk about. First one, Vincenzo Luque is a bad man. He beat Michael Chiesa, who is a grappler and just said, yeah, let's okay. Let's roll around for a bit and submitted him in the first round. Are you kidding? Vinciante Luke, who's been knocking everyone out, just submitted a guy who submits people. I'm so excited to see him fight and do more. And this is just like one of my arguments of why you don't book fights crazy in advance. I was never a huge fan of Usman fighting Colby Covington again in a rematch. I just don't know what Covington's done to deserve it. And some people will say, and I think the reason it was booked in general is going, well, who else is he going to fight? He's got to fight somebody. But over time, if you don't book that, contenders will emerge. And Vicente Luque is one of them. Leon Edwards is another one. These guys have been fighting in the last two, three years who have four fight, five fight winning streaks. These are people that did deserve to fight for the title. So that fight's going to happen. It'll be sold well. Everyone's going to love it. But I'm just saying there was more out there than maybe originally thought. And Vicente Luque, I can't wait to see what he does. And then in the main event, everyone knows what's already happened by now. But Cyril Gaon absolutely picked apart Derek Lewis in his hometown he was incredible and then he got to strap that like kmart-esque you know rc cola uh interim title belt around his waist who the hell cares that doesn't really mean anything but it inevitably sets up a match with the actual true heavyweight champion of the world francis nagano stylistically it's an endlessly intriguing matchup gan's brilliant precision and effortless movement against nagano's overwhelming force this is the stuff that heavyweight title fights are supposed to be made of, and it can't possibly come soon enough. I am so, so excited for that. But yes, we made money on Gone. Yes, we made money on Luke K. This is what a great card. Uh, it, it's so strange to make money on this. So let's talk about some football, and let's talk about the many ways that we can lose money on the AFC and NFC over under picks with the one and the only, the returning champion, the Panzerati Prince. Welcome back to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. Oh, he's back. He's back. And if he's back, that means we're talking football. And of course, that's the right Prince. How you doing, Pants right Prince? Andrew, I'm out of hibernation. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. If I'm talking to you, good things are happening because that means the NFL season is right around the corner and we are going to be doing today AFC and NFC East win over-unders plus an additional couple of props there.
0: Yeah, let's uh, get this shitty summer over with and uh, <laughs> turn the calendar to September
1: ASAP. I know, this this weekend, uh, there there are preseason games. It's real, it's happening. You better get ready. So we've condensed these into uh, into a four-week schedule where we're going to do the four divisions of the AC and NFC together. And we're going to go team by team for wins and losses. But it's a 20-minute podcast, so we got to get going. Let's start with the AFC East. Let's go with the Buffalo Bills. And before we do that, I need to put a big reminder. This season, there are 17 games. So when you look at over-unders and you go 10, Oh, 10 and 6. That's not so bad. No, 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 no. That it would mean 10 and 7 or 11 and 6. It's going to screw up every math that you've ever done in your life. So heads up, there are 17 games this season. Okay, that's a real last time. Buffalo Bills, 10 and a half right now. Pants right to Prince? Where are you going? I'm going over to your uh, life. Uh,
0: yes. Yeah, otherwise, I wouldn't be on this podcast. But yeah. uh, no, I, I, I truly believe that the big piece, Josh Allen is the driving force and he is only going to improve. We saw how good he became last year and he's only going to improve and that to me makes me think Buffalo's winning at least 11 games. Mm -hmm. You've got a gorgeous line led by Moss. You've got a healthy Matt Milano. You've got a secondary that's uh, the best, it, you okay. know, probably yeah. the best in the league. Yeah. How does this team win less than 11 games? It's a, it's an easy over for me.
1: Well, I'm going over two, and so I, I don't want to burst anyone's bubble. I am a huge Bills fan. Everyone knows that. But this almost, almost the whole team is coming back. Really, effectively, except for Emmanuel Sanders trading up for John Brown, which actually might be a win if Emmanuel Sanders stays healthy. This, went, this team went 13-3 with the exact same team last year and won the division for the first time since 1995. How are they going to lose four more games this year. I that part that's the part I can't get my head around. The only issue is everything that could go wrong might go wrong. Like Allen takes an improbable leap and that worked out last year. No fans in the stadium. That worked out. Allen gets paid this off season. Everyone stayed healthy and we went 6 and 0 in the division. Those were all things that happened to help us go 13 and 3. I don't think this is all gonna fall apart, but I don't th- that but but they had an improbable year last year. I still think they're gonna go over the 10 and a half. I think that number's really low. I don't know how they lose four more games this year, but it does, it gives me a little pause, but I'm still taking the, over the 10 and a half. And by the way, my prop that I'm definitely betting on with this is the Bills to take to win the AFC East. It's only minus 160 right now, and I, I'm jumping on that right now as well. All right, so the New England Patriots are next. Their number's at nine. And where are you going?
0: Okay, so this is this is a tough one with the uh, mm-hmm. with the 17 games. You're like, oh, this team is gonna win nine games but i'm gonna give bill belichick the benefit of the doubt here and i'm gonna say over because it's the new england patriots and they like to just continue to shut everyone else up <laughs> like um what does concern me though is they're going with their famed 2010 two tight end set with johnny yeah. smith and of henry and, and you're like okay that should work because it did work but you had tom brady throwing the ball and we have right. no idea what we're gonna see in cam Newton. Um, that being said, I have faith in him to at least be better than he, than he was. We yeah. have a crowded running back room, uh, yeah. who, very good running back room. I have my trust in Bill to get them at least nine, so I will go over as – Annoying as it is for me to
1: say. <laughs> I, I think you're absolutely right. I am also going on the over here. Everything in this division feels a little low, to be honest, for me. D- everyone is back on defense. They signed Matthew Judon, which, by the way, I'm not as high on as everyone else. Jalen Mills is coming over from Philly. And Kyle Van Noy, like every lost dog of the Patriots, is coming back to home. This comes down to offense. They lost a large part of their line with Cannon and Thune. Uh, but but how is the QB play? When does Mac Jones start? You know, like, I love that we're talking about it. Like, they're starting with some, with some belief the inferior quarterback in week one. Well then why when is the better quarterback gonna play? I am with you though, because I'm just going with the over Patriots. Just bet on Bill Belichick, close your eyes and just hope for the over. That's that's where I'm going with this one. Yeah, we 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 have learned for 20 years not to be stupid anymore. Right? Yeah, like, and he's given like he took out a year. That's totally fine. I feel like defense alone, they might win ten games. My prop that I'm going to be betting on is Hunter Henry under five and a half receiving TDs. Five and a half. Where in the sweet hell are they coming up with this number? When was the last time that Hunter Henry had more than five TDs in a season? Well, that no, that year would be 2016 when the Chargers were still in San Diego. So I just I don't know where this is going to come from. He's splitting it with Jonu Smith as well, and for the love of God, he can't stay healthy. So uh, there we go, under five and a half for me. That gets us the Miami Dolphins. Their number also nine, kind of interestingly. The juice is on the under, meaning more people are going under with this. right, Prince, where are you going with it?
0: Well, give me the juice because I'm going under <laughs> as well.
1: Uh, I was a big believer
0: in the Miami Dolphins being frauds all of last season. Yes. And uh, I'm getting back on that bandwagon. The big signing, Will Fuller, he is going to be suspended for week one. He is yep. probably going to miss what now? Week two. He's he's injured already. Yeah. He's always injured. Is injured already. Um, I'm just, the line is suspect. I know this defense is so good and this defense is going to win them a bunch of games, Mm -hmm. but I don't believe in Tua at all, yet at least. Um, Let's remember, they got a bunch of their wins last year from Ryan Fitzpatrick. So how are we supposed to trust a quarterback who hasn't played a full season to get the nine wins, when the rest of the offense, I just, I do not trust. I'm going under on the Dolphins.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I am also going under on the Dolphins, but actually, oddly enough, for different reasons. This kills me. I like the Dolphins. They'll be fun to watch, and I actually do believe in Tua. But this, th- this defense cannot keep up. This defense and special teams cannot keep up this touchdown streak. They cannot rely on the defense and special teams to be contributing touch- touchdowns to this offense. I think the offense is going to be actually fine. They've put a lot of talent around there. I just think the defense is taking a big step back, and this. Division is all of a sudden going to get a lot harder. The Jets might not be as awful as they were. The Patriots are going to be better than they were last season. I'm going the under but it it does kill me. So we're both taking the plus 115 on the under and the Dolphins under 9. The player prop I'm going with to over passing yards, 4,000, 4,000 even yards. Ah! In it, oh, okay, relax. In this NFL, in this NFL, it is not hard to f- throw 4,000 yards. And when they put all the receivers around him, it feels like there's no reason why it should be. And it's also not like they're handing off to a uh, running back that they trust at all. They've desperately tried to find any running back to play other than Gaskin, and they're stuck with him. So I'm going to go with over 4,000 yards. Just. Yeah, just because of the talent's around there. Let's get to everyone's favorite tire fire, though. Let's go with the New York Jets. Their over-under is six, only six. Fans right, Prince, what are you doing?
0: Um. Okay, so the New York Jets uh terrible, and, you know, yes, they, they drafted Zach Wilson, <laughs> who's going to be a work in progress. I, yeah. I I think it's an easy under right now this season. I will say, though, that I really yeah. do like where this defense is. I'm a big Quinn and Williams fan fan yeah Uh, you know you get CJ Mosley back from the opt-out they signed Carl Lawson Marcus May is is, you know was their best player last year Um, I just this is a fun defense for me and now that they got their new head coach their new guy I think they are going to win a few games and shock some good teams. But mm-hmm. no, six, just it, it, I can't go over six. It's the Jets.
1: Well, OK, so we're lockstep with the AFCs because I'm also under six. And it's funny, I'm talking about the other side of the ball. And that's why. Why do we think they're better? Robert Sala, who people really like and is a very big rah-rah guy. And, you know, people want to f- run through a wall for him and stuff. Was a defensive coordinator for the 49ers. And the 49ers had a great defense. But why did they have a great defense? They had a great defense because there was very talented players at almost every position. They have one of the best defensive lines in football. They had Fred Warner, the best linebacker in football. Richard Sherman had a second in life there. Like, there was all these th- reasons why this team was really, really good. I I just don't... <laughs> I want to see it translate over to New York where defense has been an issue previously. Uh, I just think the rookies on the offensive side are going to be really, really interesting. Michael Carter will be amazing. Elijah Moore is super exciting. Zach Wilson is unknown, let's go with. But they are they are in a good division and it's, and it's going to be a year of growth and we could be even talking about them in potentially a playoff spot next year, but just not this year. I'm going to go with under six as well. My prop that I'm going with this time, Michael Carter over over 575 rushing yards only 575 yes there is Tevin Coleman there's a couple of people they might try and share with but people really like LaFleur's zone running uh, zone running offense and Michael Carter might fit that perfectly so over 575 for me I love it
0: I love it I, I, I mean team in two years I'm gonna pump the brakes there because yeah. I still think you know the Bills and the, the Pats and, yeah. and the Dolphins the year after are just gonna be too good but I mean let's see what we get in Zach Wilson yeah let's see I'm just not sure
1: who do you like to win the division?
0: The Bills. And, like, you look at New England at plus 450, and and you're like, ooh, maybe. And I yeah. mean, yeah, maybe. But I, I, how is it not Buffalo? Unless if if josh allen starts every single game it should be the buff
1: now nah, I, I, okay i'm right there with you only minus 160 right now but i think that's actually kind of a good bet let's get to the nfc east the absolutely dreadful 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 nfc east the absolutely pathetic terrible nfc east that had washington win the division last year let's remind everyone washington won the division last year but let's start with the team with the highest over under of course the boys dallas cowboys america's team nine and a half Panzer, right where where you going
0: we are talking about <laughs> the stupid division again. Yeah,
1: I love it. This and
0: I know it's just going to come up every episode and just make my blood boil every single time I hear the words <laughs> NFC East. Uh, the yep. Cowboys, nine and a half. No, nope, sorry. I just, yes, I understand on paper they should be the division winners and they should be this good team. But no, mm-hmm. I'm not going over on Dallas because why would I do this to myself again? Under nine and a half, Yes, the offense is loaded. It's stacked. Dak Prescott now with this shoulder injury, that raises a bunch yeah. of questions. Me, I don't really know what's happening. Uh the defense was so bad last year. And yes, they drafted Micah Parsons, but how much how many more wins can a, a rookie linebacker come in and give them? Yeah. I just I don't trust the Cowboys. Under, under,
1: under. <laughs> okay, I don't blame you at all, and I hate myself for this, but we're going over, and I'm getting juice plus, right now, plus 110. Dak Prescott is back, baby. You know, the, funny enough, with his injury, they went to the Texas Rangers because it's more likely for a pitcher's injury. That is the craziest story to me. Oh, God. Yeah. Not a good sign for my over 9.5. Um, the Cowboys are favorite to the NFC East for a reason. It's Dak Prescott was out. Everyone knew that because it was disgusting. Uh, but is that mostly because the offensive line missed 36 games last season? And we're talking about, like, the, the heart of that team. Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, Leo Collins, 36 games last year. With a full offseason, I think they can get better. Yes, I know, I know the defense, yes. I. And how are they going to get better? I guess no Mike Nolan. Let's go with that. Um, I I have no idea what's going to happen with this team, but I'm going to go with over 9.5, and and that says more about the division than it does about the Dallas Cowboys, to be honest. The player prop, I'm going to go with this one. Ezekiel Elliott over... 1100 yards that's it 1100 for for the, for him to get over 1100 yards if you played every game that would only be 64.7 yards per game now that's the lowest of his career I know he looked terrible last year and, and running back can fall off a cliff but you know he looks so skinny now and he's got an offensive line again and they're gonna be throwing the ball I think there's a lot of reasons to believe he can get over that very low threshold for him so over 1100 yards for me
0: yeah I think Zeke is is uh being forgotten about here especially in fantasy drafts I'm I'm a big Zeke believer in him turning it around this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm right there with you. This is one of my favorite teams coming up next. Washington. The win total is eight. Where are you going?
0: This is another one where I look at eight and I'm like, that's got like, <laughs> yeah, right? to be the number. I know, right? If I have to pick. I'll just sprinkle a little Fitz magic on it and th- and go over here. That's that would be my pick just because I believe in Jack Del Rio when he is a defensive coordinator, not when he is a head coach. But when he is a defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. my goodness, he is good at what yeah. he does. And I love yeah. this defense. And their one hole on defense was at linebacker. And what do they do? The first round pick snag Jim and Davis like yep. I, this is. A great defense and the offense has stop power. I mean, scary Terry. Antonio Mm -hmm. Gibson has shown that he can be a workhorse back in this league. And then you got Mr. Mr. Steady Ryan Fitzpatrick under center. So I I think this team is going to hover around mediocrity and get a couple surprising wins. And that's why I'll go.
1: Okay, so this is one of my favorite bets of the whole thing that we're going to do. Is I am taking the under. Uh, I'm taking the under and I love the under and my player pop is my favorite player pop in this whole thing so far. Hey, Washington, congrats on your 2020 NFC East win. Now you get a first place schedule and you get teams like the bills, the Packers and the Seahawks in your schedule. You don't have a quarterback last year and yet you made it to the playoffs. That's incredible. Good for you. I do get that. But isn't that weird that Ryan Fitzpatrick has never played a playoff game in his life? Isn't it strange that he has never made the playoffs, ever? He played with Changeli last year. That was the offensive coordinator in Dolphins. He had, that was the third time he had coached him. And I think there was a real reason why the offense favored Ryan Fitzpatrick more than Tua. And I don't know if it's all because of talent. I think just it was built for him last year. And I just think it's really odd that they... They, I don't know if they got better. Their defense is, is outstanding, but like, and they have a great wide receiver and they might even have a great running back, but I just don't know if Ryan Fitzpatrick makes your team that much better than everyone thinks they do. Alex Smith went five and one with this team last year because he didn't have to do anything because he took no chances. Now that's not Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's my thing. And that kind of leans into my prayer, player prop, Ryan Fitzpatrick under 3,900 yards. You know why? You know how many times he's thrown over 3,900 yards in his career? once and it was with the Jets in 2015 everyone's memorable Ryan Fitzpatrick jet run because it was under Chan Gailey as well. I'm not sure he starts or finishes every game in the season for the for Washington and so therefore I'm going under 3900 yards.
0: That's a good bet. I like that bet. Yeah, I think if he of every game he hits it but I don't, again, Ryan Fitzpatrick has is had unfortunate benchings and yeah oh, so yeah I like
1: that I, I do like I almost feel bad for him because he seems like a like a great guy but uh but yeah no I, I don't, know. I don't think you know he went to Harvard oh he went to Harvard oh my god well that changes everything over to 3900 here we go all right next team up Philadelphia Eagles the win total is at 7 S- 7 okay pants ready, Prince I'm not gonna take a guess here where are you going with this one I hate <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles so much
0: they are such a clear under to me here yeah because, I'm sorry, I, we're going to put trust in a second-round quarterback who's played four games in his career to win you over seven games? Get the fuck out of
1: here! I know, I
0: know. You're going to put trust in a head coach who was an offensive coordinator on a team whose head coach ran their offense so Nick Sirianni didn't really have to do anything? Yeah. The coach, like, here you go, Philly. We don't mind. Philly has done... Nothing that shows they are going to be better than next. They are going to be so much worse. And they were already so bad last year. I think this is
1: a bottom of the NFC East for sure pick for me. I, I love that. I love that. I am so far under on this one as well. Seven, I am baffled by. I don't, do not know where seven is coming from. Guess how many games the Eagles are favored in this year going forward? So they do all the whole schedule, right? And they they there's lines on every week you could do right now. How many games are the Eagles favored in right now?
0: I mean, if they're giving them seven wins, then they got to be favored in at least six, which is insane. Well
1: uh, Panzerhead Prince, you'd think that, right? It's three. They're favorite in three games. So where the hell are they getting the other four from? Miraculous uh, underdog wins? I don't get this. They went 4-11-1 last season. Where did they get better? They went 4-11-1. Where did they get better? They lost Malik Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. Now, these players aren't in the prime of their careers, but they're still players. They're still players you can use. I, I don't understand this at all, and that is going to lead right into my prop that the Philadelphia Eagles have the worst record in the NFL at plus 1,200. Yes, Houston Texans, Texans are going to be, like, historically bad, but... But at plus 1,200, who knows? I, I, yeah,
0: I think they are uh, contender to win the first overall pick the following year. That, that, that's a, that's a <laughs> terrible team I'm looking at that I don't even want to look at anymore.
1: Today. Oh, what a, what a nightmare. Okay, perfect. Let's go to the New York Giants. Their win total also at seven. I have very different feelings about this one. How about you?
0: Oh, I love the Giants this year. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going over to the Giants. Uh, this is the Daniel Jones prove it year. This is the year where we find out is Daniel Jones going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL the following season. Um, They've given him a million weapons to play with. You've got Slayton. You've got Shepard. You've got Galladay, You've got Ingram. You've got Kadarius Toney, who they went out and shocked the world by drafting. What the fuck were they doing? But I still think they get over seven wins. I would even tease that the Giants might nab a playoff spot this year i just the run d looked so good last year lenny williams is so good azizo julari is a great pickup for them i i I like this team a lot i don't think i mean to to get a little bit ahead of myself i was looking at my seasonal prop and i look at the giants to win the nfc is a plus 550 and i'm saying i think i want to take that
1: well, that's funny, fans, right, Prince? That is exactly the prop I'm going with as well. They're going to win the NFC East plus 550. I love the over seven. I, I love the over seven, even though I don't like the construction of the Giants. I have no idea what they're doing. I don't think they know what they're doing. And I think in a lot of ways, Josh Allen has created a terrible, terrible standard for the rest of the NFL. When you have a quarterback that you believe in that not hasn't necessarily... Uh, performed up to expectation, you start surrounding him to make him look good. You give him a good line, which is what the Bills did immediately with Allen. Then you start giving him little parts around to 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 throw to so he looks good. The problem is Daniel Jones just might not be very good. They just might prop him up to look as good as possible. And if that's true as a better, great, let's go with over seven. I, I, I Like, that's fantastic. Like, they are not good, but they're desperately trying to be good and spending like they're almost there. Otherwise, you don't need to spend $80 million on Kenny Galladay and Adore Jackson, the cornerback. Like, I don't don't think they're good but man they might go like i don't know what is this nine and eight now to get to 17 games and somehow maybe win the division at plus 550 so i am right there with you
0: yeah i mean that'll win the nfc as we see time and time and again you just need nine wins to win that stupid division um but like yeah i look at what they did this offseason and i hate all of it why did they give kenny Galladay that much money when they had so many receivers to work with and then go ahead and draft another receiver in the first round it makes no sense no yeah, sense the division is awful and I, I think it would be hilarious and I think it could happen that the Giants go out and win the one
1: it's like they were drunk, and you go like, "Oh, let's draft, let's draft Tony," and they go, "Oh shit, we have Sterling Shepard still." Did anyone remember that? And they're like, "No, I didn't." Oh my god, you know, you can only start four of them at once. Evan Ingram, very good. Evan Ingram, we didn't even bring, we didn't even bring up that Barkley's coming back. Like it's, it's. I don't. Okay, whatever. Good luck to Giants. I hope you get us over the seven. Thank you, Pants. Right, Prince. We are going to talk to you next week to break down the North of the AFC and NFC, and we'll go from there. We'll see you next week.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. You take it easy.
1: That's it. That's all. Thank you so much to the Pants to Prince for coming on. He's going to be coming on for the next three weeks to be doing the NFL preview. And then we're just going to be coming on every week to make NFL picks. Oh my God, the NFL is almost here. I can't wait to lose money on it. Speaking of, thank you so much for losing money with Andrew Bascom. Can you please rate, subscribe, review to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom on whatever podcast platform you're currently listening to this on? If you feel like gambling is becoming a problem, please go to problemgambling.ca. The incredible theme and music that plays throughout the show was done by Nikki Mitchell. You can find her music on Spotify or on Instagram. Or click the link. It's in the podcast description right now. The creative force behind Losing Money with Andrew Bascom is Alex Monide, And we are produced by Styles Productions. Executive Producers Mike Yarenworth and me, Andrew Bascom. Thank you so much for listening and have fun losing money this week. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you Choose, remember you still May lose Furnished by Sad Styles Productions
0: Get into it!